Hello, and welcome to season two of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. This season, we are featuring the book Prosperity Codes, How to Attune to and Attract Wealth and Abundance. I'm your host, Martelena Donterpel. Today, sharing her chapter, we have Tracy Rampling Brown. Tracy Rampling Brown is a certified moonologer, moon manifestation coach, and founder of the Moon Manifestation Academy. Her mission is to help astro-curious, multi-passionate women reconnect with their intuition, harness the energetics of the lunar cycles, and rebalance the divine masculine and feminine energies so they can ditch the outdated burnout business paradigms embrace ease and flow, and succeed on their own terms. Tracy supports her clients through monthly new and full moon circles, private readings, and coaching programs that help her clients become perfectly aligned to manifest their dreams and live vibrant, balanced, joy-filled lives they love. An Aussie girl at heart, Tracy lives in glorious Italy with her husband, two children, and a Bengal cat named Maple. She has been featured on Thrive Global, Elephant Journal, appeared on several podcasts, and delivered keynote summit presentations. A passionate writer and international best-selling author, Prosperity Codes is her fourth book. The Seeds of Prosperity by Tracy Rampling Brown. What if I told you that the seeds of prosperity were all around you, well within reach, and just waiting for you to activate them? Your first response might be along the lines of scepticism and disbelief, and I don't blame you. I felt the same way. It's hard to recognise and lean into prosperity when you're stuck in the seemingly endless void of lack and scarcity. A void where money bleeds out almost quicker than it can come in. Your personal pattern of scarcity and scrambling to hold things together may be generational. Or perhaps there was a point where you feel like your luck turned and everything crumbled into dust. But even in the rubble, the seeds of prosperity are there, lying dormant, quietly hidden, until you're finally ready for them to take root. I grew up believing that prosperity was the result of hard work, really hard work, back-breaking, exhausting hard work. I was never explicitly told this, I just knew it to be true. And looking back now, I can see that part of it stems from my family history. While my parents brought us up to believe that we were upper middle class, our lineage was firmly rooted in working class and immigrant origins albeit with a genteel flair. The men in my family labored hard to provide for their families, building names for themselves from nothing. The women supported by managing the children, the household, and earning whatever they could to supplement the family fortune. Family bonds were close and extraordinarily tight. Everyone chipped in and played their part in sharing the load. Family was paramount. Prosperity was measured in modest, albeit typical Australian means, owning the beach house, although shack is probably a more accurate term, and the boat, 
nothing fancy, but something big enough for everyone. Grandparents, aunts, and uncles, and cousins to pile into and spend a few glorious days together over the summer. My parents tried to break the mold. My dad got a job in the airline industry and worked his way up from being a baggage handler to a manager. We moved around a lot and had the opportunity to travel overseas. The seeds of prosperity were sown. We've all heard the phrase, fake it till you make it. But this idea implies a certain amount of inauthenticity in the projection of being something or someone that you're not. I prefer the way Amanda Francis framed it in her book, Rich as Fuck, where she talked about leaning into the vibrational frequency of wealth and abundance in order to become an energetic match for it. Looking back at the experiences I've had throughout my life, I discovered that the seeds of prosperity had unlocked a number of vibrational activations along the way. The luxury acclimatization activation. Growing up in the airline industry gave me my first taste of luxury and the possibilities in life. Nice hotels, business and first class travel, domestic and overseas holidays, exclusive club lounges, tickets to concerts, shows, parties and events. There was an element of glamour, but it was underpinned by the knowledge that we were only there because of my dad's position and not because we could afford to be there. When a slew of middle management redundancies were made in the mid 90s, it all came crashing to a halt and the energetic mismatch between where we were and the life that we had become accustomed to had never been more clear. Even still, the luxury acclimatization activation had begun. This activation continued to unfold for me layer by layer over the next 15 years. Luxury acclimatization is the process of learning to become comfortable in the world you want to be in. From the incremental upgrades you can make along the way, to exposing yourself to the kinds of people, places and experiences you desire. I feel I should also point out that luxury, wealth and prosperity mean different things to different people. Your definition of luxury may be more along the lines of high thread count sheets, wearing organic natural fibres, living sustainably and growing your own food. And that's okay. The principles of luxury activation and integration are the same. It's not about faking your way into places or giving other people the perception that you belong. It's about allowing yourself to embody how it feels and integrate it into the fibers of your being. The luxury acclimatization activation is very much an internal process, even if it appears to be embodied in external and material ways. After my dad left the airline industry when I was 15, he became part owner in a luxury and classic car dealership. During my first year of university, I took on the role of receptionist and car hire consultant within the business, which gave me access to an incredible variety of classic prestige vehicles. Cars had never really been my thing, although they were very big in my family, but it was hard to deny the feeling that came with getting behind the wheel and feeling the power of a Porsche 911 or a Ferrari Mondial beneath your feet, or the stately luxury and elegance of a Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow and a Jaguar XJ6. My parents had also purchased the worst house on the best street. And it was during this phase 
when they decided to demolish and rebuild something more befitting the redevelopment of the area, a dream home that we affectionately referred to as the mansion. A new layer of the luxury acclimatization had been unlocked. The house, the cars, but once again, it all came crashing down spectacularly when the business folded and my parents were forced to sell everything, including the house, to pay back the company debts that dad's business partners had left him with. The next stage of my luxury acclimatization came a few years later when I got a job in the jewellery industry, working for a prestigious chain jewellery store. I fell in love with Swiss watches, training as an ambassador for Tag Heuer and aspiring to become a watch rep so I could spend all day, every day, immersed in their deliciousness and teaching other salespeople to love them as much as I did. The pinnacle of my watch career came when I won an Amiga watch sales incentive, where the prize was an all expenses paid trip to the 2006 Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, Australia. Despite the fact that I was seven months pregnant at the time, it was an absolutely incredible and magical trip, especially when Amiga discovered that my cousin was competing in the cycling and arranged to swap all my tickets so that I could attend his events and watch him win the gold. Working in the jewellery industry continued to up-level my luxury acclimatization when I returned to work several years later after my youngest started school. I started working for a manufacturing jeweller who designed, created and dealt in ultra high-end luxury pieces, mainly featuring South Sea pearls and coloured diamonds. It felt effortless to acclimatise to the vibrational frequency of wealth and prosperity in a down-to-earth, family-owned company with a company culture that inspired teamwork and made you feel like you were part of the family. They gave me the opportunity to multi-skill across different areas within the business. I became the primary re-threader of all their pearl strand pieces and traveled to Singapore to train as a pearl grader through the Gemological Institute of America. The seeds of prosperity flourished there. We were encouraged to wear beautiful pieces of jewelry during our shifts, predominantly necklaces, pearl strands, or earrings to give clients an idea of how the pieces would look on a person rather than just on display. On two occasions, I also happened to be in the right place at the right time when we did some training with a wholesaler or a supplier came to visit, and I was able to purchase some incredible Tahitian white and gold South Sea pearl strands for my own personal collection. They regularly held VIP client events and launches in store, sponsored charity events, and hosted exhibitions featuring a selection of their creations, alongside exclusive jewellery pieces from their overseas partners worth tens of millions of dollars. It seemed surreal to be handling diamonds worth more than most people's homes on a daily basis. And because the showroom I was based in was located in the lobby of a hotel and casino complex, there were times when we literally counted out tens of thousands of dollars in cash. But despite how effortless it was to acclimatize to the frequency of wealth at work, there was a huge disconnect between my work life and the reality of my home life. My circle of friends was super down to earth and my local community attracted many alternative and hippie types whose focus was so far removed from the glamour and wealth in my job. By day, I was an anti-glam mama who did the school runs, was team manager of the hockey team, 
and spent my Wednesday nights and weekends volunteering as a Cub Scout leader. I also spent my weekends working for my mother-in-law at a local farmer's market, selling natural cold-pressed olive oil soap and body products that she made. It was frenetic and chaotic, and I loved it just as much. But my worlds were so far from integrated that it was laughable. Still, the luxury acclimatization activation continued to unfold even in my real life. It showed up as incremental upgrades of small things that anchored in the feeling of luxury. Buying specialty flavored tea from my favorite store instead of just buying the stock standard supermarket brand. Purchasing a tag watch, not just because it was a brand label watch, but because as a hands-on mama, I wanted something virtually indestructible. Purchasing the Thermomix I'd been coveting for years because it made things quicker and easier when I was constantly on the go. Upgrading my work wardrobe to an Australian-owned and made brand and purchasing fewer, higher quality pieces that I loved instead of splurging on the sales racket target and feeling frustrated by lower quality and durability. The important thing to understand here is that anchoring in prosperity is about finding the seeds and savouring them, recognising that often less is more. It's surprisingly easy to mirror prosperity even when you aren't overflowing with it. It all comes down to the way that you anchor and reflect it. The Mindset Recalibration Activation Abundance and prosperity is always around you. But while you're stuck in the vibrational frequency of lack, you're blind to the different sources you can tap into. Imagine that abundance and prosperity are like a river with lots of little streams leading into it each one representing a different opportunity or channel for it to enter your life. When those streams get blocked with debris, your negative thoughts and beliefs and the obstacles and excuses that you make for your lack of ability to succeed, you choke off the flow of prosperity into the river. Recalibrating your mindset is a rehabilitation project with many different layers. You'll need to wade into the stream and clear the rocks, stones, twigs and garbage out of the way to unearth the shadows, pain, trauma and hurt that may be submerged below the surface. Like a detox, the work can be fatiguing and bring up icky feelings that will make you question why things are getting worse before they get better. But as you persist, the blockage is clear and the source of your prosperity starts to flow again. When we first arrived in Italy and I decided to launch my coaching business here, I struggled to transition from doing a ton of free coaching calls to signing paid clients. My first mindset recalibration activation started while working with a business coach who helped me explore why I believed that my clients' results were less impactful and significant just because they hadn't paid for the session. Obviously, I knew this wasn't true but I'd been struggling with the feeling that I wasn't a legit coach because a real coach would be raking it in like all the Insta coaches out there were, right? Wrong. Even though I wasn't making money at the time, I was working with amazing women and the feedback I was getting was positive. My confidence was growing in leaps and bounds, but it wasn't until I'd activated the mindset recalibration that I was able to recognize just how much abundance and success was around me. 
I'd been too focused on the pure dollar value metrics of success. Within weeks, I'd announced that I was running a local event and subsequently signed my first paying clients. And then the pandemic hit. If I hadn't already received this activation, I think it would have been enough to shake my confidence so badly that I would have thrown in the towel. Instead, I was able to pivot straight into coaching online without missing a beat. It was messy and haphazard as fuck, and I had a huge learning curve, but activating the mindset calibration had shifted everything. The thing about mindset recalibration is that you need to take a leap of faith and allow yourself to step into the flow of the stream so that you can be carried into the river of prosperity rather than playing it safe by paddling around the edges. I launched my first five-day challenge with a six-day turnaround, followed by a beta test of my group program. I was finally making money doing something I loved and it felt so, so good. I was continuously evolving and up-leveling as my vibrational frequency rose, but just as I found myself at the edge of a new phase in my business, I hit my upper limits hard. The weight of the uncertainty and months upon months of hard lockdown restrictions had been chipping away at me without my realising it. It was only the strength of the framework I had in place and the mindset work I had done that was holding me up. I felt hollowed out and empty, and my confidence wavered. I continued to show up and serve my clients, but I'd entered a cocoon phase where I also needed to slow down and do the inner work. A new layer of the mindset recalibration had begun. I started working with the energy of the moon phases and recognizing that there were cycles within cycles. It was okay to take time each month to do the inner work rather than always being on and in the doing phase. It took time to embody and integrate this new way of being. But as 2021 began, I found my own rhythm and flow and was swept up in the current of prosperity and abundance. I started attracting my dream soul clients and I quadrupled my 2020 income. My 2021 focus word was illuminate, and I discovered so many seeds of prosperity as I shone a light on the shadow work that needed to be done. Looking at things from a different perspective became the key to unlocking and untangling the deep-seated hurt, pain, fear, trauma, and resentment that had been trapped deep below the surface. The alignment activation as I mentioned earlier, the truth about prosperity is that it means different things to different people. And what's important is that you're activating your prosperity code, not trying to follow someone else's. And this is where the alignment activation comes in. It took me a long time to realize and integrate the dichotomy between the polarity of the things I wanted. And for the most part, it was because I hadn't discovered how to activate the alignment of my core self. As a multi-passionate and multi-potentialite, part of this comes from having a seemingly disconnected and diverse range of skills and interests, which makes it hard to see the patterns and connecting threads from up close. Another part of it comes from the misalignment between our beliefs about what's possible for us, especially as entrepreneurs. In my previous sales roles, I'd had no problem selling $10,000 diamond rings or achieving $50,000 monthly revenue targets, 
but when it came to running my own business, I constantly questioned my ability to close the sale and bring money into my business. The alignment activation works in concert with the mindset recalibration activation because it involves reframing, remembering, and realigning. It's about marrying together your core values and desires with the embodiment of your belief that it's not only possible, but also entirely achievable for you. I needed to get out of my own way. And believe me, I used to wonder what on earth people meant when they said that. By focusing less on the micromanagement and planning of every small detail or step along the way and allowing myself to simply feel into my intuition. Was this the right next step for me? Did it feel easy and effortless? Was it taking me closer towards my big vision? Was I making the decision out of fear or clarity? Activating alignment was the most challenging for me because I needed to unlock the other activations before I was even open to accepting and embodying alignment. It's been pivotal, however, in opening up new opportunities for growth and prosperity in my life and business, bringing my programs together into a cohesive flow enforcing better boundaries in my business and personal relationships, and magnetizing my soul tribe of colleagues, mentors, and clients that I've been able to collaborate with in new and exciting ways. My focus word for 2022 is prosperity, completely coincidental, but beautifully serendipitous to the title of this book. If you take nothing else from my story, I hope that you'll be open to recognizing the seeds of prosperity that are just waiting to take root in your own life and allow them to blossom. May you live long and prosper. Thank you for listening. Prosperity Codes is available on Amazon.com and all proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit helping women in Kenya escape poverty, sex tourism, and genital mutilation by teaching them to sew and giving them a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.